The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast gym for inspirational fitness talk. I'm your host, TJ Williams, certified AFA group fitness instructor, as well as Liz Mills, body combat instructor, here to give you the insider of my fitness adventures, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects, and highlighting individuals involved in fitness past, present, and future. So for those who just tuned in for the first time for this podcast, this is a pre-recorded episode. So whatever I talk about in this episode is either already passed or it's coming up soon. So without, with that being said, we are in the last day of March, which of course, March is um, Women's History Month. So at least we got one day to think about that. All the women who made an impact in our lives, past, present, future. So really, we got to always give props to the women in our lives and of course, thank us, thank them for most of the stuff we have. Well, I could say fitness is pretty much just um, dominated by women. Not that I'm embarrassed or intimidated, but definitely that's how it is now. So, of course, yeah. So we have all these women helping us um, either getting fit or even like for most women, they have good cooking skills. I mean, definitely I like to learn how to cook. And definitely it's good for meal prepping. All right. So, of course, we're going to be entering in April tomorrow. And for those who are wrestling fans, uh, of course, it's WrestleMania weekend. So it's real, it's going to be real exciting because um, I'm used to having it one day, but now it's two days. And of course, I know most of my friends are in Florida, are in California in that area. So it's going to be big. And yet I'm looking for some good matches. All right. So with that being said, I got a guest with me today. And of course, he served um, 11 and a half years in the U.S. Coast Guard before he switching off to the reserves and re- actually retiring after 21 and a half years in service and currently works as a respondent docu- documentary or docu- documentation specialist of um in the Coast Guard and He's also a coach of um, youth um, sports like um, baseball, uh, soccer, hockey, and even strength conditioning for 15 years. And I'd like to introduce you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We got um, George Amon. And if you follow him on Instagram, he's known as Papa Amon. All right. So how are we doing? Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, I want to get that intro out with one breath. Oh, right. yeah. No, I definitely yeah, I caught that. Yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, yeah. So how, how's everything doing with you so far? Very good. Very good. Uh, so the weather is absolutely horrible here today. Uh, like tornado watches and stuff like that, but should be all right. Usually we're all right in, the, in those things. Yeah. I know we had to deal with high pitch wind last weekend. So, I mean, we don't get any tornadoes, but we just dealt with the snow for like the past couple of days. I mean, not too major, but yeah, it's like, I mean, winter is getting its last reps in before spring hits. Yep, same, same here. They, every weekend for the last three weeks, it seems like we're getting more snow. Yeah, so hopefully this is the last rep we're gonna get. That'd be that'd be nice. All right, so this is what we're gonna do, George. Um, we're we're gonna ha- we're gonna have you um 
bring us back in time with um with your life. So this is almost like a then to, to now type of situation. So we kind of compared to what happened with you back then, and then kind of get to the now. So okay, all right. So the first question would be: Describe yourself before getting into fitness. That's a. Uh, it's actually tough because. The, the journey, I mean, like in the beginning, right? Like um, you, you're almost like phased. So I, I got into fitness when I was really young. Um, but much like you, I, I grew up, I, I was a big wrestling fan. Um, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, those guys, just big, just muscular dudes, say your prayers, train, eat your vitamins and be true to yourself, all that good stuff, right? Um, so it kind of started there and, and um my father really kind of pushed it along. He always had a weight bench at the house, always like a heavy bag, something like that. Um, and then, you know, growing up and um, just kind of like always active, you know, like um, when it, one of the things, you know, difference from today and then when we when I grew up, we we're always outside playing. We're always outside doing mm. something. So it's always fitness, 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 um, whether you know it or not. Um, and then uh, high school played sports growing up. It was, you know, it was, you know, it just kind of stuck with me. Um, but when, when I joined in the Coast Guard, I, I was still very heavy into fitness and, and whatnot, but um, I kind of tapered off and life took over. I kind of paused a little bit there. Um, got married, things like that, um, and uh, kind of took a pause, right? So most recently, my, my fitness journey began again, um, I would say about 10 years ago, because there was like a good pause um, where I would work out intermittently. But about 10 years ago, I really took that that step to be disciplined and, and work with consistency. Um, so and, and the, the reason for that is, you know, just overall wellness and and, and one. Yeah, it's always great to have some type of indemnity to like keep you pushed into fitness so yeah i guess going into sports and then of course going to the coast guard definitely pushed you into fitness so that's yeah. that's really a great indemnity you know and of course we're going to talk about your coaching and um and later on but yeah but what would you say your biggest challenge would be starting out starting out um we'll, we'll talk about 10 years ago right 10 yeah. 15 years ago about when when i started getting real consistent was was actually instilling the discipline um you know at first it would be like uh yeah i'll get in the gym a couple days here and there and and it started out really good two three weeks a month start seeing results then after that month two months in you know the results kind of drop off and you don't get that instant gratification that everybody seems to be so used to these days um and um and it became like you know i take two steps forward, three steps back. Um, and it wasn't until I got disciplined and, and, and consistent with my regimen um, that that things started being better, you know, being uh, being happy with the journey, right? Not, not worrying about the instant gratification, knowing that everything is peaks and valleys and staying consistent is the way to get to your ultimate goal. Yeah, so really, I know... F- Usually years ago, when I was pretty much in my best shape, you know, of course, um, I had to deal with a, a part time job. And of course, I was going to school then, back then. Of course, I was pretty much um, going to the gym almost every day and really going hard. 
And, you know, my favorite, like, cardio machine was the elliptical because, you know, I was going fast with that. Like, no resistance, just speeding. Like, for me, my record would be, like, an hour, hour and a half. But, you know, that's that was me. That that's was my dedication. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that was my dedication to like fitness. You know, around that time, of course, I was still doing martial arts. Yeah, so at least the fitness I was doing was like an indemnity to get better with martial arts, and of course, that's really helped me a lot. Right. Uh, all right. So, of course, you had your difficult challenges, like you had to be consistent. And let's just say, what was your goal that you're aiming for, or was or was that your ultimate goal? So if I had to pinpoint the, the goal starting out would be just to, just to, you know, be in better shape. Um, I'll be honest with you. My kids are, are older now and they're starting to get into working out. And I didn't really like that they were getting as big as me. So I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to really start pushing towards it so that I can make sure that, you know, I wasn't passed in the house, but, um, um, but right now, like the ultimate goal, I, I would, I would love to do a bodybuilding show. That is the ultimate goal. I, I feel like, um, that if I can get my nutrition down, I can get my, my, I, I, I don't count macros. If I could start doing that properly and learn how to do that and, um, incorporate the same workout intensity and, and style I have, I, I think I would be able to, to do one. Um, not sure how it would do, but I mean, it would be interesting either way. Yeah, so I know I've, I've talked to so some few people I know I had on the show, and yeah, they was talking about how they get in the bodybuilding. You know, it's like it's a lot of work. Um, of course, other than like getting the new good nutrition, it's like trying to get a proper like uh, workout routine. So right. yeah, yeah, it's all no. It's mostly it's heavy weights. Try and like be consistent with that, and then of course eating. You know, either sometimes you eat heavy, sometimes you eat light. So I mean, that's why I don't do bodybuilding. I mean, I don't have to be that big. I mean, <laughs> everything I've seen about it, it's, it's really a mental game more than more than it is moving the weights. And, you know, anybody can move the weights and contract the muscles, but it's putting everything together to get your body in the best shape possible. And the worst thing you have to be like, be careful with is like injuries. You know, of course. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm all, I'm still recovering from my knee injury. So, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I did see about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, I want to at least get back into the ring, but, you know, really just taking it slow. But, I mean, right. I want to get my master ring first before I go back to the ring. So, that's right. – uh, all right. So, who would you say you look up to in your journey? So, um, I'm going to go back to it. I, I really look up to uh, – I know it sounds corny, but one, my dad. Um, my, my dad was always in good shape when I was a, a young kid, and – um, he has actually been um, sending me texts that he sees like my workouts and, and pictures of, of how I've been able to get back into it. Now he's inspired by me. Um, so my, my dad and then also I'm inspired by my kids, man. The, the work ethic that my, my oldest, my middle son and my younger son demonstrate to me on a daily basis. I, I look at that and I'm like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. And then on top of that, you know, like it keeps me in check because I, I coach them first, right? I, I coach other kids, but I'm coaching my kids at home um, for uh, strength and conditioning. And then there's specific sports. Um, and um, I don't, I don't want to look or sound like a hypocrite, right? If I tell them to eat a certain way, I, 
I should probably eat that same way, right? I'm teaching them how yeah. to do it. Um, what better way than to lead by example? But but ultimately, I am inspired by by their work ethic. Um, it, it it blows my mind because in today you see kids, they always want to look, they always want to play video games and whatnot. And my my three boys, they like they're like me. If they don't get their workout in, uh, something's wrong, right? Like they they're you know they're off for the day. Yeah, I mean, that's me. You know, my one inspiration, you know, I don't have kids, but, you know, I'm also an uncle because I got two nieces. I mean, I had to worry about my oldest niece uh, that she's 15. She's going to be 16 um, at the end of August. And, you know, I see how progressive she was looks good. And, um, and of course, she's definitely of an athlete. You know, going right. for yeah, going for soccer, basketball, and you know, she almost followed in my footsteps, being in martial arts. I was oh. hope, yeah, I was hoping that she get the black belt because I watched her class one day, and of course, I seen how well she did her like techniques and stuff, and I was like, man, she definitely can be black belt material. And then of course, uh, she went out and quit, and of course. I know I don't blame her because you know, most of the kids in the class I was watching, it's like there was like not their focus wasn't on martial arts. They just wanted to goof around. So, yeah, yep. I mean, that's the trouble I have when I with my students, you know, when I teaching them, you know, what I make sure that other than teaching them the techniques that they're required for their next test. But, you know, it's I also teach about the conditioning like you would do with your athletes, like strength right. and conditioning. So in order to get better with their techniques, you know, they have to build their muscles properly. Right. And then the discipline aspect of martial arts, too. I mean, uh, that that plays a game into that, too. It's it's uh, too bad that some kids don't come with the proper mentality. there. Yeah. I mean, of course, they should, because, you know, with things going on nowadays, you know, they have to at least learn how to defend themselves at some point, because, you know, you don't know who can end up messing with them. And, you right. know, I always tell them, like, you know, you know, you always keep prepared for an opportunity when you don't have one other than having that opportunity and not be prepared. Right. Right. No, I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I also came across a quote bar. And when I was reading your bio, it says, uh, excuses are a gateway to failure. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't like excuses. Um, uh, another, another thing I see today is, as a coach is a, a complete lack of accountability. Um, everybody's so quick to blame. Um, or make an excuse. Um, it's like take take a take a look in the accountability mirror. Um, and then um, another thing that um, you know, I even tell I tell my boys. I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, but um, you know, if, if 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 it comes down to school or playing time or anything like that, um, if you don't like it, get better, right? Like if you don't like your job, get better. Put yourself in a better position. If you don't like the way you look get better, go to the gym, be better every day. Same thing with uh, anything, really. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a reader, but I read every day because, you know, it it, it, it gets your brain um, moving. It's almost, you know, it's exercise for your brain. And, uh, and I think it, you know, it does wonders. I mean, even just, you know, 10 minutes a day, um, it, it, it helps out. Yeah, as I mean, it's basically all about being humble. I mean, you know, too right. many. I see it's like too many people always exalt themselves, and you know, they expect they get an opportunity. But you know, I mean, if you're just going to sit there and talk about it, and I mean, I don't see that you're what you're talking about is backed up by your actions. I mean, you're, it's all talk. I mean, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, every everything has had like I, I 
you know, listen to different podcasts and things like that. But um, if you take a look uh, three months, three months ago, your actions or inactions are the, the reason why you're in a position you are today for, for the most part. I mean, you, you can take action on things. And then if you choose not to take those actions, you're right where you're at. Yeah. So I'm not going to go out there and say I'm like the, uh, the best wrestler in the world knowing that I, I don't I haven't reached uh, like WWE or uh, impact or any other, but I'm going to say, um, let's just say I'm good at what I do, but I know I can get better. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So this, that's real great that, you know, I want to be, have some type of indemnity to what I'm saying. So, right. So, I agree. Yeah. The same thing, like, you know, but for sports, like with you, you know, you had an indemnity, like going into um going to service, and then you kind of brought that indemnity to like like fitness, and then from there you had fitness, and you kind of brought it with uh with your um coaching, right? Um, yeah. All right. Let's kind of get into your coaching, you know, kind of subject um that I wanted to uh, touch base on. So okay. when did you start getting um started with coaching? Uh, so um, it's actually kind of kind of funny um so I started I started out my um my older son um he was I think eight at the time and um it it was his first soccer practice and then the the coach there was only one guy designated the coach and um he he saw me kicking the ball around and he was like hey man you know you you look like you know what you're doing um would you like to to help me out and uh and i Oddly, I mean, I, I never played soccer. I, I never even watched a soccer game in my entire life. I, I kicked the ball around, right? Um, so I, I, I agreed to it, and I spent some some time on uh, on uh, YouTube looking up how to coach soccer and things like that, and um, it kind of stemmed from there. Then I was, uh, like, um, like assistant coach for baseball and um, – worked, worked on hitting. They had me work with all the hitting cause you know, just a hand eye coordination, things like that. And then, um, fast forward, um, similar, uh, situation with my middle son, there wasn't a coach for, uh, for his team, um, at, yeah, when he was, uh, I think, uh, nine or 10. Um, so I offered to, to do that and I've been doing, you know, I've been coaching youth hockey ever since. Yeah, so it's always best to start with the little kids, and you know they they get that mindset. If you give them all that um courage and um like inspiration, you know it kind of builds them like up to like even getting to a higher level. So right, uh, this this last year, um, I was assistant coach for my middle son's team. He's in um he's eighteen, and um I was also assistant coach for my my U fourteen my younger son's team. And there were two different approaches to each of those. Um, my middle son's team was, com- I was completely off X and X's and O's and I was only out there to make sure that they maintain a positive um, outlook on the game. You know, if something bad happens, you know, you could see it visibly on their face that they were angry and you, you got to kind of work with them, make sure that they know, you know, okay, stuff happens, bring it the next play. Right. Um, and it was different with the with the 14 year olds, you know, you're, you're trying to uh, you're trying to get them to play more like a team because they don't st- they still, you know, don't grasp that team concept. And uh, it's not really a uh, like a forefront on their on their minds. Yeah. So, yeah, with still with sports team, you know, you have to worry about teamwork. 
Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing when I'm, I'm teaching martial arts, you know, it's, it's a team effort. You know, you always get that one student that is doing good, but yet you got the other students that are not doing so good. So how right. you get the, that one, those people that are not doing good to get be as good as that one student is. Like, and then still take that one person that's doing good to keep progressing them as well. That's the tough part, right? I'd imagine like you want to work with all of them, but if if the one that's really good starts to slip off and isn't developing because you're focusing on the other ones that you like, you have to kind of put your attention, divvy, you know, divvy it up, right? Yeah. All right. So with your strength and um, conditioning, so um, of course, other than um, teaching them like certain muscles that you got to develop for a certain sports, I mean, do you also mention like uh, injuries as well? Um, yeah. Um, so, so this year for, uh, sports and conditioning, um, I, I asked, or I was asked by my, my middle son's, uh, girlfriend to help out with their dance team, which I thought was kind of funny because I've never, and I, I don't have little girls, I've never seen dance. Um, but, um, I Googled dance, you know, techniques and all this other stuff to put together a really good strength and conditioning program. Um, focusing on, you know, from the bottom up, um, lots of, lots of ankle, calf, um, hip and leg, and then also core. Um, but then, yeah, like, uh, going, going into, um, the injury side of it, you know, you want to make sure that you're teaching them how to stretch and warm up properly, because if, if they're not doing that, especially the older, the older kids and it, they, they have to take a, a like a, a proactive, approach to it I mean I, I still play sports now and I'm probably the worst one at it like if I see somebody playing basketball at the park I'll, go, I'll shoot the ball like five times and be like hey you want to play a game you know like um so it's something to try and instill in those kids you know early that you know stretch and they'll avoid injury and stuff like that and but it's also best not to stretch too long and then they'll like tear the muscle Correct. Yeah. It's, this is a fine line between the two. Yeah. It's like, you know, my, when I was like taking my, um, like a course, uh, like mostly they'd mentioned like three flexibilities. Of course, there's static, active and, um, functional flexibility. So of course with dance and other sports, you need all those three type of flexibilities to yep. make, make yourself a better performer or a better athlete. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's always catch. It's always good to catch it, and you know, I also catch up on books too. Like, really try to look for anything that it could be more vital for my um, martial arts or anything else. So right. that's also good. All right, all right. So, what would you say your what most motivational or inspirational quote best describes your journey? Oh, um, best inspirational quote. I, I don't. Um, there's so many. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, obviously discipline, um, over motivation, um, that, that's a, that's a huge, um, quote that's big, big to me, you know, because, uh, just maintaining that discipline because motivation is only temporary, um, and then discipline gets you through to that consistency. Um, but any one specific quote that really stands out, um, not, not really any, um, but it, I pick and pull from a lot of them. Yeah, 
I mean, there's so many quotes out there that really would describe motivation as well as inspiration. You know, right. it's kind of hard to pick, but you know, well, or you could come up with your own inspirational quote. Like, of course, yeah, I say like it's better to humble yourself and be um, exalted later than exalting yourself and being humbled later. Yeah, I mean, I do have a decal on my my uh, basement gym wall. It's like, um, uh, it's it's something along the line is be brave when uh, you're scared, or you know, be humble when you're when you're victorious, and it. it it's quite a few. I, I like not sure what it what it says exactly, um, but I, I look at it and I read it every now and then when I'm down there, you know. Or I would say like to if you are if you break a sweat, you become wet. If you don't try, you stay dry. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's true. Yeah, so that's like I mean I can come up with my own, or I could just look at quotes and then just like just uh, most most of the quotes I get from is um, Steve Harvey. Of course, everybody knows Steve Harvey, you know what I mean? He's great now. I mean, like, uh, you, you see it all the time, right? Like, quote, quotes from him. Uh, yeah, so one quote that I get my thinking of right now is, like, you can't complain about having a full plate when your goal is to eat. So, right. Yeah, so you got, like, all these things on your plate, and you, you, like, you complain that it's too much, but yet, I mean, your goal is to eat. So whatever it's on that plate, it's, it's real vital for your, like, your life, your survival. Yeah, no, I, it's a, I have one of the things like, um, like if I hear my kids say, oh, there's too much stuff in the fridge. And I'm like, don't ever complain about a full fridge. <laughs> yeah. So that, kind of, that kind of thing, you know? I mean, yeah, that's a lot of food to put in your belly, but and less money or more money in your pocket. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are reached our hidden gym segment of the interview. So this is where we learn the fun things about George. So I got seven questions here that um, you are, um, well, let's just say you can answer them or you can pass them. But, you know, this is like basically the fun part of you. All right, so you ready for this? Yep. Yep. All right. So the first question is the best advice you ever gotten. The best advice I ever gotten was uh to to stay consistent and uh the the journey is the reward not not the end result oh yeah that's for the best uh the journey is the reward not the end result so yeah yeah, yeah i kind of like that it's like every adventure yeah, that's a that's a good one yeah it's in like every adventure you take it that's just a reward it's like you know it doesn't matter what you get in that adventure it's just like you just a new adventure like, right. Uh, yeah. So, like with me, it's like I want always want to do something new every every week, every time. You know, that's a adventure. So that's a reward, and you know, it makes me feel good. You know, it's less stressful. So it's always that's always good. Yeah, absolutely. And then what do you do after you get there? Right when you get when you get the ultimate reward, like what do you get? You have all those memories of the journey working towards that re- reward. So yeah. Okay, next question. The worst advice you ever gotten? Oh, the worst advice. Don't take rest days. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> like so many people, like, you know, like, uh, don't take a rest day. Uh, like, it's like anything. You're breaking, you're breaking muscle down when you work out, when you do any kind of activity, and then you take the rest day so you can build it back up. That's how you, that's how you grow. Yeah, I mean, even if I don't work out on work out major on um one day, you know, I'm still doing something. 
you know, right. up walking about. I mean, even if I'm cooking, uh, cooking breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I'm, I'm doing squats or I'm doing kicks in the kitchen. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm at least keep myself moving. You know, I don't like staying in one place. You know, that's not me. You know? Neither do I. Like on rest days, it's more of an active recovery. Like I'll go for a walk or something. Yeah. Or I just might go for a drive somewhere and just like walk, walk around, like not get anything, but just walk around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be no statue. No, no not at all. Like even just sitting, sitting down at my desk at work, I'm, I'm getting antsy and I'll, you know, I'll get up and I'll walk around. Yeah. All right. How would you reward yourself? I kind of call this the guilty pleasure. The guilty pleasure. Oh, um, so yeah, I lived in uh, Louisiana for about eight years. Um, I've, I've grown to love king cakes. I'm not sure if you know what that is. King cake. Uh, Nor Mardi Gras. Oh. It's, uh, it's a cake. It's like a cinnamon roll, like a huge oval cinnamon roll. Oh yeah, I see those. Um, yeah. With, with icing on top, and, and so that I don't eat them often um, because if we had them in the house all the time, I would not be as fit as I am now. Yeah. Because I do, I do like them. So that that is a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually I see them in stores. It's like I I need at least get me one, my, not too many, but just one. Yeah, like, I would say like now, well, like with today or nowadays is like or or should I say around this time they'd be selling Girl, Girl Scout cookies, and of course that'd be my guilty pleasure. Yep. I mean, I was kind of upset when they were selling them at Walmart. You know, they didn't have the thin mints. No, those were my favorites. So, oh, right. <laughs> so I had to improvise and get like different um style cookies. I think they had like lemon lemonade um, type cookies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that those those are my favorites, the thin mitts, you know. I could eat those like tic tacs. Yeah, no, I can I can go through. I, I you know, but I you know, it's like one of those things you look at the look at the serving size and it's like yeah, three cookies, not a sleeve. So I gotta I gotta watch myself. Yeah, or I just simply crumple them up and put them like in a protein drink. So that made that be my serving. <laughs> I, I worked at I worked at a supplement store in the gym, um, in Gold's Gym in uh, Newburgh, New York, when I was in, when I was eighteen, and um, it was uh, one of the one of the things was making the smoothies every day. Like so, I would make the cookies and cream with the, the reduced fat Oreos. You know, throw two of them in there, and it was good. I don't know how good it was for you, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is simply just a recovery. It's not definitely you don't want to do that every day. <laughs> right. Hey. All right. What famous celebrity would you like to work out with? Oh, fam- famous celebrity. Oh, man. Um, there are a couple. Hulk Hogan would be one. Um, Mark <laughs> yeah. Wahlberg. Would love to work out with Mark Wahlberg. But right now, I see it all the time. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um Seamus from WWE does uh, Celtic Warrior workouts on YouTube. Yeah. I watch those all the time. I like steal like workouts from there all the time. Um, little different movements that I've never seen before. I throw those into the routine. Um, and I, I, I would definitely like to do like a workout with that guy, on, you know, be, be part of that show or something like that. You know, that would be, that would be wild. Yeah. But definitely I can relate to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so it was great that I actually got to meet him back in 2018. So it was uh oh, really? really yeah. I mean, 
I was hoping to be like bigger, but he's like my average height. So I mean, I know he, had, I know he had uh, plenty of black back surgeries. You know, that's kind of like lessen your height a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Look, a funny story about Hulk Hogan. When I was like eight or nine years old, I would call the Hulk Hogan hotline. I don't know if you remember that. Like there was a Hulk Hogan hotline, and it was like push five for a body slam. I must have racked up a thousand dollar phone bill. My parents were so livid. <laughs> um, they ended up calling and they were like, he didn't ask permission, blah, blah, blah. They, they didn't have to pay for it. But years later, I was able to, you know, I bought him a ticket to go meet Hulk Hogan. And my my mom was able to tell the story of that and, and he got a kick out of it. So, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. You didn't get a picture with him, did you? No, actually, my mom did get a, a signed picture of, of him. And it's actually in my gym. It's on my gym wall. Yeah. <laughs> well i i didn't get an autograph i just got like the photo like the photo op of him it's like really that's just like the simple autograph of him you just go in there take a picture with him then that's it right yeah that's still kind of that's still cool though yeah yeah you still got that 1985 uh or 1988 um championship belt i do i i, I do i have it uh downstairs yeah i hang it up in in the gym um yeah. it's it's nothing i earned i just bought it you know i was a super fan when i when i was younger but isn't that what happens like those fans you know when they get older they have the money to buy stuff and yeah uh, pick that up and yeah um and it actually worked good for her halloween costume this year you know <laughs> yeah yeah i got the same belt and i was able to get on um, people to sign it even rick flair so oh yeah. really that yeah. would be wild i actually thought about doing that like tracking down everybody who wore it obviously some people are, are no longer with us but I thought that would be kind of cool to do. Yeah, it's like, I mean, of course, I got Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, and uh, oh, wow. I think I got, like, a couple of Hall of Famers in there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get Bret Hart to sign that thing. Like, he was a he was a, a one of my favorite growing up. Man, I should have had it signed, but because I actually met him in Canada, too. So, man, actually, oh, I, I, I actually had the belt on, too. So, oh, really? Yeah, I could have had it signed, too, but, yeah. That, that's cool. Ric Flair is awesome, though. Yeah. Oh, he probably got like so many documentaries out there like that you can watch. And I know there was like a recent one on Peacock that I watched. Just watched it not long ago. Yeah. I mean, and of course there was a 30 30 and 31 or something. Yeah. Yep. He's got quite a few. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's amazing. Like after everything he's, and he's even still wrestling. So he he ain't retiring. No, no. Yeah, there's no way he could say he could retire, but he ain't, he's not retired. I, I, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, do you have any um, hidden talents or secret talents? Oh, um, I could cook. Like, that is one thing I can do. It, like, and, and it's not it's not just like cook. It could be like random ingredients and I'll throw them together and, and it'll be something I'd be able to pull something out. Yeah, so that basically it'd be creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably I pretty much do that with myself too, you know. I come up with some type of like like some type of meal, like I don't make simple chicken, you know. I kind of like put either some kind of cheese on it or something or even like something that I haven't tried yet before, like really salt. Yeah. Yeah, we've quite a robust um spice rack. So I uh I mess around with different things all the time. Like, like you said, chicken, like I'll throw different spices, whatnot on it. I just can't eat plain chicken. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to have some type of flavor. You know, I always yep. look at something on Instagram or Facebook to see if they got some type of recipe. I, I have been cheesing out on uh, TikTok reels on how to make like certain things. And I just found out that our oven also has, it's it's an air fryer as well. So we've been using that quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's pretty much a new oven nowadays, like air fryer. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm yet to get one, so silly. Oh, so much you can do with it. It blows my mind. Well, either that or the George Foreman grill. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had one of those uh, when I was uh, when I was first starting out. Moved out of my parents' house and uh, joined the Coast Guard. I, I had a George Foreman grill. We use that thing so much. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I still do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I don't want to go I'm cooking chicken in the oven, you know, I just take that and just grill it. So, yep. Easy pickings. It's yeah. easy. Makes it easy. Hey. All right. If you were in the movie, uh, what kind of what kind of movie would you be in? Oh, I I saw this on the thing you sent me, and uh, I, I thought about it. It would be the one I'm writing. Uh, it would be like an action slash survival disaster movie. Um, I've been writing this thing for probably two years now. I've got about 20 pages or so and i think it would be it would be great to do like you know kind of like sly right he wrote rocky right yeah start in it kind of the same thing I, i've been writing this thing you know it it's not something i really sit down and just type type away type away it's like i'll leave i'll come back i'll leave i'll come back so it's it's been a slow process i should probably put more time to it but if that would be the type of movie i would be in action like a survival disaster movie yeah so like almost like uh either the day after tomorrow or even independence day <laughs> yeah similar to that yeah yeah all right so last question before we cut out uh 10 years from now 10 years oh um well um i'll be pretty close to retiring for the second job um I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm at a beach somewhere, um, you know, uh, do a couple bodybuilding shows in between, still in shape. I don't think I'll ever break away from this ever again, um, but I'll be 51 in 10 years. So I'm hoping, you know, you know, that I'm still, you know, still working out every day and still, you know, competing, uh, doing shows, trying to be the best I can. Yeah. Uh, so you did mention your son wanted to get into the wrestling, right? Oh yeah, my younger son definitely wants to get into wrestling. Um, that's that's kind of uh, cool. Like um, I reached out to one of the local um, schools, wrestling schools around here. He was actually going to quit playing hockey, and he would wanted to focus on that. Um, but they don't they don't accept anybody that's younger than seventeen, which is which is cool. It's understanding. Um, but I made a deal with them. They're like, you're going to play hockey all the way through high school. And then when you're 17, I'll pay for you. You know, you can go all summer long. Um, after your senior year, you can do wrestling school and, and see where it goes. And, you know, I'll support them for that, you know. Um, and then as long as you work out, keep good grades. And, um, and there's other things like um, jumps. I want them um, to, to do more jumps and work on his springy, you know, his, his – his jumping muscles, his springs, his, his ankles, his knees, his, you know, those kind of things. Um, because 
you know, with kids not playing outside as much as we used to, they're not running around. They're not getting those springy um, ligaments. And, yeah. and I told him he has to really work on that and, and I'll, I'll support him a hundred percent. But yeah, he definitely wants to do it. He is the, uh, he has the heart for it. He really wants to do it. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of almost take your toll on your body a little bit. You know, of course I told you, I got my knee injury from pro wrestling. So I'm like, yep. like I said, I'm slowly recovering and, you know, Let's just let's just say everybody gets that common injury, the ACL, MCL tear. But I feel like I got the rare injury, the patellar tendon. I think I oh, remember. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think I remember Sting having that injury like years ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah so. put him up for a bit. Well, when you when you get back, when when are you done with that? Well, I mean, I got I got to go back to the doctors in a May. So let's see what he says. Uh, if I can really full, fully get back. You know, I right. don't want to get back into the ring and um, get injured again. And then, of course, go back to the doctor and says, I have to heal a couple more months. Right. You know, I, I, I understand that completely. Like, um, that's one thing. If I can if I could redo everything all over, I would I would do some sort of physical therapy, whether it be finishing up my military career and going to school for that. But um, there's a, there's some wonderful truth about that science that blows my mind. Yeah, definitely. All right. So before we cut out, uh, is there any last minute words you'd like to say to our listeners out there? Yeah. Um, well, first to you, thank you for having me on. This has been a great um, conversation with you. Um, and then everybody else, um, stay consistent and uh, enjoy the journey. Uh, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, George. So definitely hope everything goes well as the years go by. And of course, I've yet to see your son. Um, get in the ring so if we end up running into him in like in the future you know at least you could tell him about me so i'm hopefully by that time i probably like going out out and further so let's see what happens though best wishes good luck with it all right right, so i'm gonna do my little closing for this um podcast so for those who just tuning in uh tune into my previous episodes on the bicbpradio.com Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, closing the